I'm late to the game, but I got Animal Crossing on my Switch, and now I'm just, like, obsessed with checking on my island and cleaning it up and making sure that everybody's having a good time and, you know, earning all of my bells to pay off my house expansion that I just did and planting my virtual pear trees. I just planted some uh, sugar cane, so that's pretty exciting. And I uh, built some houses so that I can have neighbors. So I don't mean to brag, but I've got a really rich and beautiful virtual life (laughs) in in Animal Crossing. I recently went out of town, actually, and I saw this woman in front of me, like in the um, airport security line. She was holding a Nintendo Switch, and she had a son, her son with her, and he was about the about my son's age. I was by myself, but I saw this woman holding a Switch, and I was like, oh, this looks like a gamer mom, too. Like, it looks like she's like, and not even a full-on gamer, but just like a mom who enjoys some video games, which is mm-hmm. how I would classify myself. Mm-hmm. So I asked her after we went through security, I was like, hey, is that your Switch? Like, what game do you like to play? And she said Animal Crossing, and I was like, I got to get this game. Because so many people have told me how fun and relaxing and soothing it is. So it was actually this random mom at the airport that influenced me (laughs) to finally pull the trigger and buy this game. So you just said gamer mom. So I consider myself a gamer mom, but I don't play games. I say I'm a gamer mom because my son is a gamer. So... Would you just be a gamer and you're also a gamer mom? Mm, I guess so. Your son I feel like gamer is a label for somebody who's like more serious about video games. Like I feel like the Mario games and the cute little games that I like or even like the puzzle games are <laughs> like less than. They're like, mm. oh, you're not a real gamer, like that kind of vibe, <laughs> you know, and I don't care. I don't care about labels. I'm going to play what I like. <laughs> It's that thing of like just embracing it. If you run, there you, you are go. a runner. There you go. So if you play games, you don't – no shame if you're not Thinking out there playing of, all the – Okay, so I have yeah. a Nintendo Switch. That's what I usually play on. But I also really like to play Beat Saber on the VR headset. Lizzo has like a music pack mm-hmm. now. And I haven't played it in a long time, but I have I have never like <laughs> I clicked it. add to cart purchase this music faster. So if you don't know what Beat Saber is, it's like through VR. So you have a headset on and the little like handheld like controllers mm-hmm. and you slice through these blocks as they come at you. And it's like through the the beat of the song. So it's like you have lightsabers and you're It's quite a workout, isn't it? It is. Yeah. When you get it on like the faster levels, uh, because there's like like easy to like super hard levels of every song. So when you get it on those high levels, Mm -hmm. they're like you're going really fast. So yeah, it's fun. I really like that game. So yeah, I'm a gamer. I'm legit. (laughs) There you go. See? You are a gamer. Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And this is the Full Cup Club podcast. If you've been knocked down, we're here to cheer you on as you get back up. So whether your cup has coffee, tea, or vodka in it, welcome to the Full Cup Club. Hey friends, on today's podcast, it is another edition of Full Book Cup Club. And this month, we are going to be introducing you to a book called How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. Mm -hmm. Uh, We found her on TikTok. But before we begin and we jump right into this, Megan, what Mm -hmm. is in your cup 
Yeah. And what is filling your cup currently? So today I'm just drinking water. I am hydrating because it's important to do. <laughs> so just plain water for me today. Nothing like, exciting. Wah, wah. <laughs> I try to drink. I have this like half gallon water bottle and I try to drink a whole one every day. So it looks like I'm like really far ahead on my goal. I'm holding it up. You guys can't see, but I have a quarter of it left. But that's because this is yesterday's water bottle. So <laughs> I just didn't Pick up where you left today. Off. <laughs> so yeah, I am hydrating. And then what is filling my cup is that it's getting warmer here, which means it's getting into pool season. So my son oh, swam ooh. for the first time this season yesterday. So we've gotten into the pool. I didn't get into the pool. I don't get in when it's this <laughs> cold, but I'll put my feet in. <laughs> so I'll go out there, but I don't swim when it's crazy cold. But yeah, my son and Billy went swimming. And so, yeah, I love I love swimming. I love summer. So just, you know, that we're like kicking off that season. I'm really excited because mm -hmm. I want those long summer days and the sunshine. I'm tired of clouds. I'm tired of cold. Just give me all that warmth. What is filling your cup? So what are you drinking? And then what's filling your cup metaphorically? Okay. So I'm just on the good standby of my LaCroix. So the key lime, key lime LaCroix is filling my cup. Lime. Yeah. No, I'm just cute. I mean, I'm so, oh, buy it by the case. Keep my refrigerator full. Key lime LaCroix and pickleball. That's it. That's Christina. It is. It is. <laughs> this is the theme of, of 2023. Just don't mix them up and get pickle LaCroix and key lime ball. I don't know. It might be good. Yesterday we were at a pickleball social and somebody brought pickleball, a uh, pickleball. They brought dill pickle taffy. It wasn't hmm. terrible. It was not terrible. Was it good? I though? love dill pickle. So yeah, like I thought it was. I like pickles too, but I don't like pickle candy. I like, I like pickles. Yeah. I like dill pickles. So it was tasty. What's your favorite brand of pickles? Do you have a favorite brand? I do. I'm not. I'm like, what is your favorite? Like Clausen, hundred percent. Okay, crunchy, I was gonna say. I was gonna cold. say that's the fancy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely worth the extra money. Keeping chill. I think they're more expensive. Mm. Yeah, totally worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they are tasty. What is filling my cup? It's funny you mentioned it because I didn't tell you what was filling my cup. Is that longer? days here in the Pacific Northwest. So this is yeah. when we get a much longer days than um, people who are further south than us. And so right now the sun is not setting until eight o'clock and I just love it. And I mean, as we go on, it'll still be light into like late and after nine o'clock. So this is a great time of year. Get to watch the sunsets over the beach. I know feel sorry for me. But um, yeah, I'm just loving that. And the stars are starting to come out. And uh, I'm, well, they're always there. But you know what I mean? Like we're getting to see the stars and all of that mm -hmm. stuff again, because, you know, it just pretty much liquid sunshine around here in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, that's what's filling my cup. I love that for you because I know it's been really cloudy and rainy because it's the Pacific Northwest. So <laughs> if you want to buy us a coffee for uh, future episodes, 
for what we're drinking, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash fullcupclub, and it helps support the show, um, helps support us, and we just super appreciate it. We super appreciate the support and the help and the coffee. Yes. It's so tasty. <laughs> Thank you. So on today's episode, we are chatting about the book, How to Keep House While Drowning. And Casey Davis is someone who maybe you follow on TikTok love her content. She is a licensed professional counselor. And as someone who this has been a struggle in my life is keeping house. I started following her as soon as I landed on her account. And I've gotten a lot of just great ideas and also just validation uh, Mm -hmm. for like, hey, this is how it is when you're maybe a little neurospicy and you're trying to keep house. So yeah, you're not alone. Why I thought it would be great for our audience is if you are somebody who is getting, you know, back up after you've been knocked down, I think there's a lot of value in the stuff she's saying in here. So it doesn't even have to be something you previously struggled with, but she talks about maybe if you are going through depression, um, she does mention loss and different things like that. So what about you? What did you love about like, I mean, we're, we're just, I'm not trying to jump right in, but in, I know you're going to introduce her about why did you feel it was important to introduce her book to our audience? So I think this book uh, is great for our audience. And this was before I read it, um, just based on the title, How to Keep House While You're Drowning. You're drowning when you've lost somebody. You are just mm-hmm. trying to keep your head above water. So like... We all have to clean up after ourselves. We all have to do the dishes and cook food and do all that stuff. And this book is a good guide and gives you permission to kind of let some things go that you maybe mm-hmm. wouldn't have let go if you were feeling better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's why I thought it was going to be valuable. And that's why I wanted to read it. I'll, also, I follow her on TikTok. Her username is Domestic Blisters. So it's not her name. Her TikTok username is Domestic Blisters, in case you wanted to go check her out. But let's introduce her. Her name is Casey Davis. And she's a licensed professional therapist, author, and speaker. She's the creator of the mental health platform Struggle Care, where she shares a revolutionary approach to self and home care for those dealing with mental health, physical illness, and hard seasons of life. See, that's us. Hard seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Probably probably some, a little bit of the other ones, too. Uh, Casey began her mental health journey at 16 when she entered treatment for drug addiction and mental health issues. After getting sober, she became a speaker and advocate for mental health and recovery. Professionally, Casey has worked most of her career in the field of addiction in roles such as therapist, consultant, and executive director. She lives in Houston with her husband and two daughters. Texas represent. (laughs) I wonder if she's neighbors with Brene Brown. Doesn't she live in Houston too? Brene does, yes. Like we're friends. Like I just say Brene. Like just (laughs) we're besties. Do you want to just jump right in? Let's share our favorite things about the book. You go first. But what if they're the same favorite things? Okay, well, do you want to go on three? (laughs) No. (laughs) Just jump right in. Well, I mean, like for me, a little bit of history before I say the things that I love. This is something I've struggled with my whole life. I am diagnosed ADD. I take medication for ADD every day and find it extremely helpful. Um, However, I have spent most of my adult life really fighting tooth and nail to uh, get organized and, you know, having a family and all of that and really beat myself up for 
so many years. And I wish I would have had this book when I was 18 years old. Mm. I just love that she validated a lot of the things that I experienced. And she gave very practical advice and gave a lot of permission for you to just be gentle with yourself and do have your home serve you rather than you serve your home. That was, you know, just, I loved, I loved that about it. That was huge. I love that. She said that a couple of times. Your space serves you. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. I love it. It's not a showpiece. It doesn't have to look Instagrammable all the time. Nobody's Mm -hmm. house looks Instagram perfect all the time. My favorite part about this book is how short it is. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love when you just get to the point, Mm -hmm. you say the thing, and there's not just like a bunch of fluff. And then there's like a ton of chapters, but all the chapters are really short. So it's easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to finish this chapter and then stop. And the chapter's not like 30 pages long, right? It's It's like like three three paragraphs. It's like three paragraphs. Yeah, sometimes they're less than one page. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that so much. And then she has this kind of interesting intro where she talks about how to read this book if you're neurodivergent. So if you're Mm -hmm. diagnosed ADHD um, or, you know, neurospicy, just any kind of like neurodivergent or undiagnosed ADHD, which (laughs) maybe, maybe one of us has on the podcast. (laughs) One of us is medicated. One of us is not. (laughs) One of us is just like going by the seat of her pants. Don't know who. But there's like a little um, section where she talks about that this book was made specifically to easily read for neurodivergent brains. Mm -hmm. So that's why the chapters are really short. She bolds a lot of the important topics so your eyes can just go straight there. I loved that. Oh, I love that. And and she has like a shortcut guide. So if you don't want to read the whole book, at the end of an important chap- chapter, she'll say, shortcut, go to chapter 23. And so you'll skip like three chapters that are maybe not quite as integral. They're not like the main mm-hmm. point she's trying to make. And so she's got this shortcut guide to get through it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, there's also more, you know, specific things like the font and the way the letters are. Like, so a lot of thought went into that. Yes. And I just like, particularly as a former graphic designer, I just really love when that sort of thought and intention is put into yes. copy that people are reading. I agree. As somebody who is not a graphic designer, it makes my heart happy. <laughs> I think for me, one of the big things where she talks about things, uh, care tasks, which is how she, what she calls them is care tasks, mm-hmm. that she talks about them being morally neutral. And so for me, as someone who has struggled with this for many years, I felt a lot of shame around this idea that I struggled to keep my house pulled together. And I just, Mm -hmm. I loved that she said, this is morally neutral. This is not like, you're not a bad person. So I appreciated that that was how she started us on this journey. So something that stood out to me a little bit is she talked about how things are important to different people. Like some people just don't care if a space is messy. They can thrive and be their greatest self Mm -hmm. in a messy space. I'm not one of those people. I like when my space is clean and organized, but in my relationship, one of us likes things clean and organized and the other one 
<laughs> is is not my boyfriend doesn't care mm-hmm. if you know stuff is where he can he can be in mm-hmm. a messy environment and it doesn't bother him mm-hmm. mess doesn't affect him like it does me you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of just going into it with like that much more what's the word that I'm looking for just like that much more understanding mm-hmm. of how different people think and how I like the bed being made because it's like stress lifted off my shoulders mm-hmm. whereas he doesn't care mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't affect him one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to know that people are different and that's okay. And for those of you, I had a really interesting experience the other day where that my counselor and I were talking and I was sharing some things about just different ways of things that happen in my home. Like if I do certain things, I can become overwhelmed with just different things in my home. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, he's like looking at me with shock on his face as he's listening to me share this. And I said, I don't know if this has something to do with my neurology. Like, I don't know. Is this a neurodivergent thing? Is this something else? And he looks at me and he says, I think this is trauma. And so if you are Mm -hmm. someone who you know, listens to our podcast and you find yourself that things have become overwhelming after you've maybe experienced loss or you have PTSD or you've gone through trauma, that could be something that changes in your world. And so I think this book can mm-hmm. be really good for you. But um, if you're experiencing those things and you're getting overwhelmed in certain care tasks, just know that that could be potentially be what you're looking at. Yeah. Hopefully this will help, but find a counselor to talk that through or a friend to talk that through with. I like how she talks about how good enough is perfect. Good enough yes. is not just good enough because that kind of implies that you're still lacking mm-hmm. a little bit, like it could be better. Mm-hmm. She talks about how good enough is perfect. She talks about being gentle, like like I'm allowed to be human. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay that my house isn't Instagram picture worthy Mm -hmm. all the time. And then she also, another thing that I thought was really important is rather than having a routine, like, you know, you clean the bathrooms on Mondays and the floors on Tuesdays and whatever, a routine, Mm -hmm. having a rhythm. Mm -hmm. So like you, you can have a rhythm with keeping house and miss a day and the beat still goes on. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you have a routine and you don't do it, then maybe you start having some of that negative self-talk again. Mm -hmm. I love how much permission she gives you when you're reading this book Mm -hmm. to like let things go. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the 20-year-old inside of me was like, I needed this. I really needed this. <laughs> so if you're someone yeah. who has struggled with care tasks, it really, you know, or you know someone, or maybe you have a child who is a little neurospicy, and you're mm-hmm. struggling with trying to teach that child things, this may be a really important book for you to read to understand that they just function differently than you do, and to yeah. help them be mm-hmm. gentle with themselves and talk kindly yes. to themselves and and walk alongside them rather than pushing them um, when it comes to Mm -hmm. care tasks. Yes. And like I said before, this book is short. It's it's a quick Mm -hmm. read. I read it all in one sitting. Mm -hmm. It's 144 pages and it's like a small book. It's It's probably like six inches tall. Like it's Mm -hmm. like it's a small book and it has 144 pages. Christina, I think you listened to the audio book and it's short. It was like three hours. Yeah. Not even on 2x like right. You it's like an hour and a half if you listen <laughs> on 2x speed. I listen to everything on 2x mm-hmm. speed. Um, yeah, I really appreciated her reading the audiobook herself. Her cadence, she's mm-hmm. very gentle but firm. Like you just feel 
Mm. Like you want her to be your counselor. <laughs> she just, yeah. again, very supportive, very giving you permission. But to hear her voice was very nice. And just hearing her story too. Um, but yes, I would highly recommend it on audio. Mm -hmm. And we can give you guys the link if you've never used Audible, the link to get like your first audio book free. Yeah, it's in the show notes. Check it out there if you're interested or check her book out at a local library. Um, borrow it from mm -hmm. a friend if they have it. Um, you know, and once you borrow it from if you if you have a book like we've never talked about this before, but find one of those little mm -hmm. book nooks or something, share it with a friend, donate a little it. Free libraries. I love those. those. I love those too. I want one. I need that. That should be a project down the road, but that's for that's for future Christina. Um, but yes, I love <laughs> those little libraries. So share it with a friend, yeah. pass it on. Don't just keep it on your shelf, but pass that on. She's really big on baskets. And I love that, just like mm. having baskets of stuff. So she has really great ideas for things that make your life a lot easier. Yeah. I love how she talks about in her home, she has small children and they use one closet, one closet in the mm -hmm. house and everybody's clothes are in that one closet. Yeah, because she's like, I dress three <laughs> of the four people in my house. Like, why <laughs> yes. am I putting everything in different closets? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then she talks about not folding your clothes. For her, mm -hmm. it was putting things in baskets and them not being folded, mm -hmm. you know, maybe all of the socks or different things like that. And I just, I appreciated yeah. that because it's that much less weight that your brain has to carry around things to process. Yes. Do you know what I do in my house? We do our uh, dress clothes in a separate load of laundry because those we do have to like get out of the dryer quick and hang. We don't want those to be wrinkly. Mm -hmm. But everything else, workout stuff, socks, underwear, t-shirts that we don't care if they get wrinkled, they go in a different load of laundry. So it's like we really only have to pay attention to the dryer dinging one time. <laughs> And then we get all the dress clothes out, <laughs> all the funny. stuff that we don't want to be wrinkled, that we don't want to have to iron because I'm for sure not going to be ironing anything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then so we like separate those and then we, uh, yeah, everything else goes and we don't care. It'll just be in the dryer probably for a week until I do laundry again the next week. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, recommend this book. This is a great book to just give yourself permission for to not do everything, especially in a hard mm -hmm. season, especially if you're struggling mentally or physically. It's not widow specific. She briefly touches on, you know, trauma mm -hmm. and grief and loss, but like it's not even a chapter. Like it's like it was like one sentence. So this book is not meant for people who have gone through loss, but I think it's valuable for people who have gone through loss. And I think you could read it honestly like any time in your journey because it's mm -hmm. so short. It's easily digestible. And even kind of early on when everything is just like so hard and chaotic and you you can't focus your brain on anything, this book is very gentle and kind. I think you could read it as early as you needed. Mm-hmm. I agree. A lot of the books that we read, it's like you, you, we talk about it being maybe like the six month mark, or at least like when you're out of that initial really heavy, difficult grief phase. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one, I think you could read during that phase. And I, I love that if you're somebody who maybe it's not a thing of you've lost someone, but you've struggled with this for years, that she talks about you deserve a beautiful Sunday where that someone had written her and said to her, you know, thank you. I've spent the day um, outside enjoying our beautiful weather and getting a pumpkin 
coffee instead of doing a, my usual yes. eight-hour Sunday. And she said, this is the life-changing result of internalizing that you do not exist to serve your space. Your space exists to serve you. And I just love that. Yes. That was the closing to her book. And I think that mm-hmm. wraps it up so well. It's just for us, we very much realize that in an instant, life can be over. And mm-hmm. that is a really hard gift to have received Mm -hmm. because you learn what is important in your life. And Mm -hmm. if you have struggled with keeping your home clean or you have struggled with maybe not having friends over because your home is like, oh, it's not perfect. You realize like that stuff doesn't matter, that there are Mm -hmm. more important things and you deserve to have those good things in your life. You deserve to have friends over. You deserve to um, enjoy your space and not be stressed out about it and how of all of the things you deserve a beautiful Sunday out with friends in the park or, uh, you know, going and having a coffee and walking around target. You deserve beautiful things. So I hope that this book helps anyone out there that has a home or space that they keep clean. So what book are we going to read next month? So I read this book several years ago, and I thought it would be a fun one to share. It's Didn't See That Coming by Rachel Hollis. So this book was written during the pandemic where, you know, she didn't see, none of us saw the pandemic coming, but also in the book, she shares about losing her brother as well as her brother-in-law. And she was 14 when she lost him. So uh, the brother. And so I think that it would be a great book for us to read. And so that's next month. You can grab that on Amazon. Her books are usually anywhere books are sold. So uh, Rachel Hollis didn't see that coming. All right. Fantastic. Okay, friends, whether your cup is empty, half full or overflowing, raise it up. Here's to the craziness of keeping house while drowning. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for being here with us. Please subscribe to our podcast if you found it helpful. And you can also find us on social media on Instagram at Full Cup Club Podcast. And if you search Full Cup Club Podcast on Facebook. Again, thanks friends, and we'll see you next time.